Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. Hello and welcome to Not Gambling Advice. I'm your host, Peter Apple, and it is Wednesday, April 12th, and I have three MLB best bets for you on BetMGM. Remember to use code JB200 when you download for first-time users. Wager $10 and get $200 as soon as the game is settled. But Not Gambling Advice is sponsored by Prize Picks. Use code Just Baseball when you download for a full instant deposit match up to $100. No prize picks entries today. Again, not seeing a ton of value on the board, but I am seeing plenty on the game picks. But let's do a quick recap of yesterday before we get into our four picks in three different games on this Wednesday slate because yesterday sucked. The bottom line is that the Mets versus Padres pick is going to stick with me for a while. As soon as the Mets had the bases loaded with no outs and they didn't score, I thought I didn't know ball. How does the 2022 RBI leader swing and miss on a 3-2 changeup low and in? Alonzo crushes changeups, he crushes lefties, and we lost that one. The crazy thing is, it was still close at the end of the game. 4-2, right? We had the over 8.5. 4-2, runners on 2nd and 3rd. Josh Hader throws 8 balls, but yet Francisco Alvarez strikes out and we lose that bet. What are you going to do, Right. Obviously, I gave you my best shot and it didn't hit, but that's baseball. We're out of we're getting that out of the way. All right. We got a new day. We got new picks. We got new life. And I'm not letting a past pick influence today's picks. I bet when I see value, and I have four picks for you today. Just so we all know again, these lines being played on BetMGM are 2023 straight plays record. 20 and 18. We are up. 1.86 units. It's crazy. We're still up on the year. I know it seems like we're down 100 units, but we are still positive on the year, but not on prize picks. We are 1 in 5 down 1.2 units. First game, Miami Marlins versus the Philadelphia Phillies at 4.05 p.m. Eastern. The pitching matchup is Edward Cabrera versus Zach Wheeler. First, it's projected to be beautiful at Citizens Bank Park today. Outside of Coors Field and Windy Wrigley, Citizens Bank Park is the third highest projected run scoring environment of the day. It will be between 80 to 85 degrees and sunny in Philadelphia with some slight wind blowing out. Those are the types of conditions batters love. At this point, we have to fade Edward Cabrera. When a pitcher walks 13 batters in six and two thirds, you fall into the auto fade category. He can't throw his curveball changeup or slider for strikes, forcing him to rely on his fastball more often. His fastball usage has almost doubled through two starts since last season, since he can't find the zone with his secondary pitches. If he was walking a lot of hitters, but striking everybody else out, I wouldn't be as concerned. But considering the stuff plus is below average and he only has six strikeouts this year, he must be faded until proven otherwise. So there's guys who are strikeout pitchers with below average stuff plus to start the year, but they're still getting tons of whiffs on their pitches. It's just the the shape or the spin rate isn't doesn't grade out as well. But with Edward, the strikeouts aren't coming 
and the Stuff Plus doesn't grade out well. And at the same time, though, Zach Wheeler is kind of worrying me. Last playoffs, he was my knight in shining arbor. I tailed him as an underdog multiple times, and we just kept winning. That was when he was touching 97 to 99 with a fastball and could throw a slider and curveball wherever he wanted. But his command doesn't look close to last year's playoff version, nor is he getting batters to chase, ranking in the 7th percentile among pitchers this season. So the Marlins' far better split is against righties. We know they're terrible against lefties. And the Phillies hit anyone they see. They were better as a lineup last year against lefties, and this year it's been right-handed pitching. Also, we're looking at the second and fourth worst bullpens by Sierra, which is skill interactive ERA. I think it's the best stat to evaluate a bullpen. This game should soar over eight runs, and the model has it at 10 and a half. So the picks, Marlins versus Phillies over eight at minus 125, 1.25 units to win one unit. Uh, the next game, Milwaukee Brewers versus the Arizona Diamondbacks. It is Jansen Junk versus Dre Jameson. Not sure if you remember, but we took Dre Jameson as an underdog last season in his first start against the Padres at plus 150. His minor league ERA was terrible, but had nothing to do with his skill level. He played for the Reno Aces in a league where most stadiums play like Coors Field. It's almost impossible to be successful there from an ERA standpoint. You'll often see lofty minor league numbers for hitters and horrifying numbers for pitchers. Dre Jameson is a freak athlete. I read a story that he beat Corbin Carroll in a race. Seriously. In a, in a race, like he beat him twice, and the head, and a coach was there and even acknowledged it. But that doesn't matter. I mean, it, but what it does go to show is the talent level in that small frame. Also, something strange about Jamison is developing. He didn't allow a run at home in twelve and a third last season against good teams, and he threw two and a thirds of innings of scoreless ball against the Dodgers in his only home appearance this season. See the next Cal. Jansen Junk was one of the pieces included in the Hunter Renfro trade. He only threw eight and a third last season, putting up a 6-4-8 ERA in eight and a third innings. He threw five shutout against the Royals, then allowed six earned against the A's last season. It's hard to project what he's going to look like today, but Jamison is undoubtedly the better prospect with better stuff. And um, Junk did struggle in spring training, but then he did well in a short stint in AAA. Just not a ton of data to work off. But I'm spacing out the bets because I feel like there's an advantage to both the full game and the first five. Not only do I prefer Jamison to Junk, but the Brewers' bullpen has regression looming. From my experience, a bullpen with a 1.00 ERA but a 4.59 Sierra, which ranks 25th in baseball, normally doesn't last long. Arizona's the opposite, rocking a 4.81 bullpen ERA and a 4.01 Sierra. Both units are rested today, so we should see each side's best arms following the starting pitching. Some people may be worried about taking both sides of the game after yesterday's debacle. I stand behind these plays. Yesterday's picks have nothing to do with this. When I see value, I give it to you. I see it on both sides, so I'm playing both sides. I can't let yesterday's picks affect today's picks. There will be plenty of games this season where we're on both sides of the same coin. When I see value, I give it to you. And the Sim thinks the Diamondbacks win 54.2% of the time. At around minus 118 is the implied line. So the picks for me... Diamondbacks first five money line at minus 115 for 0.58 units, as well as the Diamondbacks through the full game at minus 115 for 0.58 units. Our last game, Boston Red Sox versus the Tampa Bay Rays at 6.40 p.m. Eastern. You ready? The Rays are 11-0, right? The discourse on the internet surrounding them is that they are the greatest team of all time. We bet on them to win the division at the beginning of the year at plus 350. It's looking pretty good right now. They never make mistakes, right? They develop well, have all the pitching, and hit anyone they come into contact with. I think they made a mistake today. I think they got cocky. I don't think Taj Bradley is ready yet. 
I spoke with Arm Layton, of course, the other co-founder of Just Baseball with me, and he's our prospect guru, knows more about prospects than I think anyone on planet Earth. And he's been watching every Taj Bradley start because he's one of the best prospects in baseball, and he's, he's really good. But we talked about him this morning, and he said he was, and I quote, honestly shocked that Bradley was called up. And he doesn't really use that kind of language with prospects. Taj Bradley is a fantastic pitching prospect and could be a strong number two someday. The issue with bringing him up today is that I'm not sure he's fully ready. Hasn't been stretched out. Longest start was five innings, and that was his last start. And he didn't look good in his first start. But he did look good in his second, which prompted this promotion with Zach Eflin hitting the IL. He was really bad in his first AAA start. He allowed four runs in two innings and couldn't find the strike zone. As nice as that last start in AAA was, five shutout innings, he's about to face a division rival that's now lost two consecutive games. I don't think the Rays set him up for success today. We're also buying really low in Chris Sale. I mean, it's still Chris Sale. We faded him a start against the Tigers on a total. We didn't really fade him. We just took the over, which cashed. But he wasn't really the issue, right? The strikeout stuff was there, and his slider and fastball still graded out okay. So that's the difference between him and Edward. Edward's stuff plus doesn't look good, and he's not getting whiffs. Chris Sale's stuff plus hasn't graded out well, but he's getting tons of whiffs. Chris Sale's not the same pitcher he once was, but he's got a 31% strikeout rate and a 66% whiff rate on his slider. I mean, he's still a really good pitcher, and his XERA is much lower than his ERA. There's a lot of different factors that say Chris Sale is not washed, basically is what I'm saying. This is just a disrespectful line. They have a rookie making his debut against one of the better pitchers of our generation. He faced the Rays last season at Tropicana Field and threw five shutout innings. I think we get a version close to that, and the Red Sox should take advantage of the quick promotion for Bradley. Also, something weird happened when I placed this. I was limited to .99 units. I tried to place it again, but they won't let me put a full unit on it, but they'll let me put .99. I'm on to them. I could feel it. And the sim didn't run because they it didn't run with the uh, news of Todd Bradley coming up instead of Zach Eflin, so... I'm going off on my own here. The pick is Red Sox first five innings. Money line at plus 110. I got .99 units on it to win 1.09. Should be one unit to win 1.1. But those are the picks today. Hopefully we all enjoyed. Again, kind of a rough start. It feels worse than it is. We're still up on the year, which is funny because it does feel like we've been on the wrong side of some really bad beats. But that just means... I think the picks are right. We have line movement always in our general direction. It will start to even out, and we will start winning, and it starts today. Love you guys, of course. Thank you for the support through it all. If you could rate this podcast five stars if I win today. Don't rate it yet. Only rate it if I win today, all right? Really appreciate you guys. Tune into the Twitch stream at 4.30 p.m. Eastern. We're going to go over all the games, all five of them that are left on the slate. But we have to remember, it's not gambling.